Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Roshvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Shani Carter. Shani is a second year MBA student at Harvard Business School. She started her career in investment management before moving to consulting. And she's currently working as a fellow at General Ventures, an early stage VC founded by operators turned investors who believe in an equal opportunity tech ecosystem. Earlier this year, she founded Reset Third Space, a health, wellness, and fitness platform that seeks to scour wellness apps for clients and provide personalized plans and access that align with their goals and interests. Welcome to the show, Shani. Thank you. Glad to talk with you guys. So jumping right in, um, you've worked in finance and consulting for a few years. When and why did you decide to found your company and move to the investing side? Um, how is it working in both those simultaneously? Yeah, I think that the decision to found Reset and also to be in VC um, came at the same time, mostly because working in finance and consulting, they're just very fast paced, you know, very demanding uh professions. And I was always looking for a way, one, to really have an impact and be able to see my work in the real environment in the community and, you know, speak with people who were going to be benefited from it. Um, but then personally, I always felt like I was looking for ways to create balance within my life. I never really felt like, you know, the company that I was at provided the resources that were necessary for me to figure out what was best for me every day. Um, like maybe they provided a gym or maybe they provided a kitchen where you could have snacks and coffee, but it was never enough. It was never just the right thing for me. So I was always looking for something. And that's really what led me to find Reset and really want to help other people find things that are working for them. There's so much out there that it can become overwhelming. I don't know if you guys have ever stood in front of the refrigerator, just trying to figure out what to eat. You don't really, you kind of know you're hungry, but you don't know what you want to grab. Um, And it's just a very uh, kind of laborious process and it drains your energy and it wastes time. And then you end up getting the worst thing for you, like some chips or something. Um, So that was the thought behind reset and and just experiencing that in my own life and really needing a place and needing certain resources. And when I needed it, I wasn't quite sure where to go to get it. Um, In terms of investing in uh, other startups, it's really part of the same thing. It's, I know that there are so many great ideas out there and people just need the capital. They need the resources, they need the mentors. And sometimes they just need the encouragement to get going. And I know I need that. I love to provide that for other people. And so that's how, it goes hand in hand. That's really exciting to hear, Shani. Thanks for sharing. Can you throw some light on the recruitment process in venture capital industry uh, for your experience? Yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, I was able to get my fellowship just through a woman named Sarah Coons, who works at Clio Capital, and she provided an introduction for me to January Ventures. And I think that that was one of the best things possible, just because I've had such a great experience with them so far. And they invest mostly in women-led startups. And that's been a real treat for me to be able to be part of something that's so impactful. Um, I know on campus, a lot of VCs are kind of reaching out to people through clubs. We'll have a lot of pitch nights and, you know, just uh, general networking sessions through the entrepreneurship club or the investing club and VCPE. And so 
I find that that's been really helpful in just helping to immerse myself like in this world that I knew I wanted to be a part of. But honestly, as being a consultant, you just don't have time to do much outside of your day to day. Yeah, I've definitely heard that um, student clubs and I guess podcasts and Slack channels like these are definitely what really help with the networking process once you're on campus. Um, so you talked a little bit about January Ventures, but I want to talk a little bit more about their whole um, you know, purpose. So the, the company itself is built around the very idea of empowering female founders. Can you talk about the culture and what goes into funding decisions? Is there a criteria in there to have at least one female founder? Yeah, so the the firm started with the criteria to have at least one female founder, but quickly realized that it's also important to have diversity beyond, you know, gender diversity. And so there's also a really big push to have um, more founders who are black and brown. And we've been able to uh, source a lot of people from collective pitch nights that we've been hosting over the summer. And that's been really useful. The culture of the firm is great, mostly because it's a small firm. Um, there, there are two co-founders and there are a few fellows. And so we're all really actively involved in the deal process from sourcing to due diligence and even connecting with the founders and teams um, individually. And so that to me has been a really big part of my learning process and introduction into VC. And um, it's very early stage. And so when it comes to evaluating companies, we're not looking so much at um, building out full spreadsheets. And I, I think like the PE model is kind of like, where can we find operational efficiencies and how are we looking through this in a, in a really um, quantifiable way? And I think for early stage, it's really more about understanding is there a market opportunity? Um, how big could the market opportunity be? Do we have a good sense of the founding team and what their motivations are? Where are they really trying to take this in the long run? Because where you are in the early stage is probably not your end goal. It's probably just your market entrance point. Um, and then an, another big point that we really look for in companies is, um, is this the right time? <laughs> I know a lot of things that could be good ideas, but is this really something that people are investing in right now? We're really going into a recession and I think actually a depression within the country. And so there are going to be some products that are really good, but maybe the customer that they're looking to go after might not have the capital or the resources to be able to invest in it at this time. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing that. As we work towards bringing the need for diversity at the decision table to light, uh, do you see more female or mixed gender-led startups coming out as they see more sources for funding like these? I definitely see a lot more excitement around providing um, access to funding. I feel like there have always been a lot of um, startups led by women and led by diverse founders. I think that they just haven't always look to VC as a source of capital. There's kind of been an understanding that it might be a little harder to get VC funding. It's really time intensive. And so you try to do as much as you can without going to VC. Um, but I think that now there's been, you know, such a lot of press around it, a lot of action, both on the part of investors as well as founders to help each other and to really figure out a way to increase the scalability of these firms. Great. Um, so I guess my final question for you is, what are you looking forward to the most in the innovation space in the next couple of years? 
That's a really good question. Um, I think I'm looking forward to a lot of things. I have to say I'm looking forward to more innovation and wellness, uh, mostly because I'm in the wellness space. But I think that, you know, five years ago, if you talk to people about meditation as a very viable way to deal with stress and anxiety, I would say probably 80% of people would look at you and be like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm not really into that. But now it's become very mainstream and that's exciting to see because it means that people are really just thinking about how best they can take care of themselves at any point in time. And so that opens the door for a lot more um, wellness resources to come about and for people to really start to manage their work-life balance and stress in a way that is completely different from before. And I think that the pandemic too has just accelerated that and you know emphasized the importance of taking care of self even while at work and companies are going to be pouring more resources into that in the future. So I'm really excited about wellness. Um, on the other side, and this is also around the future of work, I think that co-working is going to be doing pretty well in the near future. I know that right now everyone is a little um, hesitant to go into office spaces, but working from home has completely changed the dynamic and the expectations of both employers and employees. And so I think that there will be a little bit less emphasis on having all employees in the office at the same time and leasing out really big spaces for, you know, team members to work in and a little bit more emphasis and support financially for people to be able to work from home or to lease out a co-working space in the medium term while they go to work maybe one or two days a week. As someone who has adopted meditation during COVID, I can absolutely agree with you. Um, thank you so much, Shani, for sharing all your insights on the industry, on trends, and on what being a woman in the venture industry is like. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It's great to talk to you guys.